God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now let's get into today's message. And so I wanted to talk to you today under the topic of the rightful position of a real relationship. The rightful position of a real relationship. Because when someone is probably a little down, more than likely somewhere if you search it out, probably 75% of it ties into some type of relationship. Amen. And so with us going into what they call Valentine's Day, a day uh, that is celebrated and a day that we celebrate love, I think that it is good that we gain wisdom in how to do that. How do I operate the way that God wants me to operate in the matters concerning love? Can we say amen? So you were sent. This is how I want us to draw this premise here. You were sent here to either help me to hinder me or to halt me. Every relationship is sent in the earth ram for you and the time span that you're here to either help you, it will hinder you, or it will halt you. Each of these actions are being governed and I want you to look at the arsenal that is behind each one. Now I'm excited about saying that the help comes from God because the help has the arsenal of God. When God sends you to help me, you're not empty-handed. I want to I I I celebrate that moment right there because I'm not going by your own ability. I'm going by who's behind you. Hallelujah. And I don't get that mixed up. Glory to God. Because if you are sent to me from God, hallelujah, you've got help that I know not of yet. You've got help that I can't put my hands on yet. You've got an arsenal behind you. Hallelujah. Now, I'm saying that and I'm harping on that because I'm helping somebody to take the walls down that may be blocking your enemy, but you may be blocking your blessing too. Because everybody is not like the last person that hurt you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So when we look at that, everyone has a government behind it. When it comes to someone hindering you, it is self. It's usually me. And what that looks like is that I'm not really your enemy, but I'm not really your blessing either. I'm in the middle. And it depends on what day you catch me is what you're going to get. Hallelujah. So those that hinder you, you have to be very uh, uh, sketchy about. And if you are a person that is very uh, uh, very tuned into your own health, they'll call you uppity or they'll call you uh, 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 very standoffish. It's not that I'm standing off. I'm standing off from you. Because you have shown me that you are not trusted because I've seen your hindrances toward me. And just because you were good Monday and Tuesday, I'm, 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 I'm judging you off of Wednesday through Sunday because of that pain is very relevant. So the government behind hindering is self. The government behind the adversary is the enemy. So when you come to stop me, you are sent by the enemy. And you know little things about me that will stop me. But here is the good news. For the natural world, 
the natural people, it may stop them. But for us that belong to God, we are unstoppable. The sad part about that is that you didn't stop me, you stopped you from me. But you didn't stop me. Because when I belong to God, he is my win. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I am cloaked with his anointing. Every burden is lifted. Every yoke is destroyed. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit in me does lead me and guide me into all truth. So I am not ever halted. Say to yourself, I am never stopped. The fulfillment of any relationship is in its ability to maintain a merge with one's current mission. I'm going to say that again, because most of us, the people that we're connected to, you don't even know the mission that they have. So the fulfillment of any relationship is in its ability to maintain a merge with one's current mission, which means that when you move, I move just like that. You ain't got to give me no notice. You ain't got to write no memo. When I see you move, I move just like that. Why? Because I stay merged to your current mission. You ain't got to explain to me like you got to explain to other people. Glory to God. Why? Because I already bought into the law of buy-in. And the law of buy-in is that I don't see what you say, but I see you. And I'm going to walk with you until I see it. That don't mean that I got to see it necessarily. I see you. And so I have taken upon myself to buy into you. And your record is that you ain't never gave, you ain't never failed. Your record is that that is good. And if you do get into a glitch, you come and let me know about it so that we can keep walking in harmony. Why? Because the glue in our relationship is your ability to stay merged with my current mission. You move with me. Because the problem is, oftentimes, you teach me how to operate without you. And then you blame me for not coming to get you. But you taught me how to operate without you. These successes was made when you were at home mad at me. So if I don't come and get you, don't be mad because I don't. Because you taught me how to operate. Because in my most difficult moments, you abandoned me the most. You taught me how to operate without you. You didn't stay merged to my current mission. Because if you were sent from God, woo, this is the Holy Ghost right here. If you were sent from God, he would have put some expansion in you for me. Cause he would have showed you that I ain't arrived yet. And as I develop, you would have been able to develop with me. Glory to God. Because some of you are, are holding people accountable for the mistakes that they made when they were developing. But you should have an expansion in you for me. Woo! So that when I arrive to the place where you prayed for me to get to, the place where you trained me, the place where you gave me the words for, you don't miss out on the one you developed. So the fulfillment of any relationship is in its ability to maintain a merge with one's current mission. Why didn't we make it? You couldn't stay merged. You were in the last season and I was in this one. Hallelujah. You don't get 
a rightful position in me if my current mission don't matter to you. My mission matters. My mission matters. And if my mission does not matter, you will not be able to stay. And no matter how I try to say, oh, how cute you are. No matter how much I try to say, oh, the money. No matter how much I try to say, oh, I can go so far. If we don't merge in our missions, there's always going to be the perplexity of if you were really sent by God, self, or the adversary. You can never move forward with someone that you periodically question if they were sent by the adversary. Hallelujah. So it's who I am. This is why you have to stay merged to my current mission because it's who I am. This is not what I do. This is not a game. This is who I am. This is what I was born in the earth to do. This is where I am currently located. When you want to know, I can't find you. I don't know what's going on with you. I'm in my mission. And because my mission bores you, you don't take any time to really find out about me. Hallelujah. I shouldn't be with you and feel alone. Hallelujah. So you were born to change the narrative. Here's the good news. You were placed in the earth to cause massive impact. Your mission matters. And just in case you had to question it, you are a big deal. Now, if me saying this to you now is kind of foreign to you, more than likely it's the relationships around you that are making you question it. Because you should have came up in this house saying, I'm a big deal. You should have woke up this morning saying, I am a big deal. So now you got to go back and question, what is the thing or who is the person that is causing me to question if I am a big deal? Because God should not have to bring you here to reprove what he's already said what he's already said about you. You should not be trying to reprove God. You should be trying to evict who's saying opposite. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to go to Jonathan and David. Y'all take your seats. David's mission mattered to Jonathan. David's mission mattered to Jonathan. When you turn to 1 Samuel 18 and 1, 1 Samuel 18 and 1, it says, And it came to pass, when he made an end of speaking to Saul, that Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved David as his own soul. See, that, that's what, what, what we're trying to get to. Pastor Ryan, that's, that's, that's the place that we want to get. People that are willing to rid themselves to get to me. Hallelujah. That you're willing, you're willing. Now, now here, here's, here's the situation. Because some of us don't want to do the work and you still want people to love you dysfunctionally. I'm talking about when you want to do the work. I'm talking about when you want to pay the cost of whatever ruins you cause. I'm talking about, but when, but when you look at things like this, when you look at that, you're like, nah, there ain't no way that, that Jonathan loved David like that. 
And the way that you see that is because that's the way you've never loved. See, it's hard for people to understand close relationships that's never had it. It's hard for people to understand loving someone if you never loved. You have gathered, but you've never come together with anybody. Because gathering is bodies in the same place. Together is a cost that I pay to stay merged to your vision. Hallelujah, whatever that cost is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the question when we look at David and Jonathan is would you risk yourself to save me? Because Jonathan's father was who? Saul. Who hated who? David. But Jonathan was willing to pay the price to still love David even though my family don't like you. That's going to help somebody right there. Why? Because I know my mission in your life. I ain't got nothing to see. There's a problem when you hate somebody because everybody else hate them. But what if God has assigned you to them? Woo! My God today. What if God has assigned you to Jonathan had to say, I don't have nothing to do with Saul. Oh, God, I love you for this. Matter of fact, my love is going to make you forget Saul's hatred. I'm going to love you so well that you're not even going to feel the pain of my family hating you. Hallelujah. So would you risk yourself to save me in a battle? You got me? Like when it, when it come down to nug nug. Have you got me? Or is one of those blows I'm feeling? from you because and I need to go here a little bit because y'all know I, I like to go real basic now for the real intellectual you have pastor Michael for the very clean you have pastor Ron I need to go a little hood every once in a while so when we are dealing with that the part of when I'm in a battle I'm I'm, I'm leaning on you being with me I'm not expecting one of the blows to come from you. But you know why you got to hit me? Because of everything you've been saying about me to the people that's fighting me. So you can't let them see that you're really with me. So when it comes to the blows, you got to throw one in there yourself. And then you're going to come and try to nurse me later. I don't need you to nurse me later. When one of the blows that you gave was from you, I don't need, I don't need you to love me in secret. I don't need that. I got, a, I got a whole list of people that were willing to love me in secret. I need you to show that you are with me. The topic, the rightful position for a real relationship. We're not going to have no real relationship. And you're saying things over here about me to people. You done told your family all this stuff about me, and now you want me to come to Thanksgiving dinner. Like ain't, like ain't nothing. I ain't coming to Nancy's, Brenda's, Uncle Cedric's. Ain't coming to none of them. Because I know what you've been telling them about me. Why? Because some of your people in your family ain't fake. Some of them are real. And they let me know, you've been saying something. 
about me. But I need to know when there is a battle. You got me? Next statement. In a fight. Here we go, right here. In a fight. I'm going to stay close to this so y'all can't throw nothing at me because y'all don't want to mess this up. In a fight. In you versus you. Will you still protect me against you? When you having an attitude that day and I ain't got nothing to do with it. When you mad because something happening in other people. When something go wrong at your job. And you having this thing of you versus you. When you ain't took your beds. And it's you versus you. Will you still stand for me and tell yourself you can't do them like that? Or when it comes to you, are you going to pick you and now I got to deal with your attitude all day? And I'm trying to figure out what did I do wrong? The only thing I did wrong was that I stayed with somebody that chooses themselves when it's you versus you. You have shown me that when it comes to you and me, you going to choose. Question. Jonathan loved David and understood his position. Man, I'm telling you, this is going to be good and good. You're going to lose some tracks, but you're going to be all right. I was born to be a help to you in this space of time. See, we need to look at it that way so that it'll bring a more preciousness to the opportunity. I'm not going to get forever with you. I may only have five or six years with you. So because of that, I've got to look at our relationship. And I don't want to have pretentious days. Come on, church. Because, see, something happens when your children see you here and see you run around the church and loving God. And before you get in the car, you're talking about somebody or you are you being mean this way or whatever the case may be. They, you're teaching them how to have plastic relationships while you serve a real God. Let me keep going. What does helping me look like? Because sometimes, if, of those of you that have had one-on-ones with me, this is one of the things I say. Either I say, walk that out, or either can you open that up? Because I don't want to assume that I know what you're talking about. I need you to show me what it is. That's a part of me trying to have a real relationship with you. People that are not trying to have a real relationship with you, oh, God, they are fueled by assumptions. So I ask you to open it up or for us to walk this out. So what does helping me look like? Because sometimes we miss the destination by delusional perspectives. I know where we're trying to go, but sometimes we miss getting there because we delusional. We, I've been in your life for so long, I done made you crazy. We both are delusional now. Delusional perspectives. Is God blessing you? So this is how it looks when you are helping somebody. You want to say, how does that look, Pastor Mickey? How does that look when you are helping somebody? Number one, 
It is extending your gifts, skills, and expertise to assisting them. You extend your gifts, your skills, your expertise to assisting them. Number two, providing a comfortable, workable, peaceful environment for them to function in. Sounds real simple, don't it? Peaceful. Everybody looking like, I'm looking straight ahead, Pastor. <laughs> looking at a very comfortable, meaning that we could be in the car together and nobody be saying anything, and it's just peaceful. Thank you, Lord. Somebody that can, that can understand peace, can you just say amen for that? Third one, that you block what could be a blockage to me. You solve the issue before it gets to me. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 and 32 says, be kind and helpful to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate and understanding, forgiving one another readily, freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. Now, what does hindering me looks like? Number one, making me wait on the usage of your gift, skills, and expertise. You know I need it, but you're making me wait. You know you could help me, but you're making me wait. You know you know stuff I don't know, but you want to see me come beg for it. You know you got the gifts and the skills and the expertise. But you're just going to make me big. That's hindering. If y'all can see y'all face right now, I can't hardly see it because it's dark, but y'all are like, <sighs> number two. <laughs> you are, oh, look at this, an inconsistent calm. You haven't matured movement past emotion. The only time I can count on you being calm is when I'm making you happy. If I stop giving, here comes the storm. If I stop doing it your way, here comes the storm. If I stop saying what you want me to say, here comes the storm. Why? Because that I can't count on no mature movement past your emotion. Last one, you are not sensitive to handling things that have derailing potential. You know that this right here could throw me off, but you don't do nothing to stop it. You know that there's something brewing between me and the kids. You could go in and say something to kind of solve that down so by the time the kids get to me, it's all good, but you don't do it. Then me and the kids fall out. And then you want to come play nurse. You don't get to do that. You see something that could possibly harm me and you do nothing to get to me. But then when you find out that I knew that you could have done something about it, then you want to come and say, well, I was fenced to. I don't need your was fenced to. I don't need you. I don't, I don't need. Here's the hood again. I don't needeth thineeth fencing to it when theeth is hurteth. 
I needeth thine it to stop it 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 before it 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 gotten it to me it. That's what thine it needed it. So you got to look at if I want a real relationship and I see something, I see something brewing. I see these sisters over here kind of getting a little too, and I don't see them merging over here. Before this becomes a situation, how can I get over here and make that happen? That's what wanting a real relationship. See, we as advancing have to want real relationships. We have to say, we don't talk about each other here. We have to say, we don't backbite here. We have to say, we don't gossip here. Amen? And sometimes you deal with somebody a little hood, you have to kind of say something to them like, uh, I'm going to call them if you say one more thing. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing, right? Okay, so let's get to <laughs> What does it look like to halt me? What does it look like to halt me? And I have about seven more minutes. What does it look like to halt me? You abandon my mission. You take all your toys and leave. Stuff you know I need. You're trying to stop me. I'm going to say that again. You abandon me. You take all your toys and you leave. God forbid if I'd have moved in your house and my name ain't on the lease. With an immature soul. God forbid if I'm driving your car and you were immature soul. God forbid if you didn't bought all the furniture and you were immature soul. God forbid if we in business together and you are an immature soul. I go to the store and I come back, all of the locks are changed, and if I can break in, a damn piece of furniture. <laughs> if you done drove to Target's in my car, you gonna come out and I'm gonna have all the wheels gone. Cause you're dealing with an immature soul. Let's keep going, we're almost done. Amen. I want, I want you all to really be looking at this because you deserve to go into the rest of this year in a real relationship. I want you to say that. Say that over yourself. I deserve that. A real relationship. Now, you cannot command somebody else to be real and you stay plastic. You have to be willing to do the work. Number two, how are you trying to halt me? Right here, you're going to love this one. You block any progressive, peaceful relationships that you think getting anywhere close to me. Anybody you think might make me happy, you blocking them. You don't want not one person to make me happy, but you're committed to making me sad. Number three, last one. You set continual roadblocks by gossiping about me, partnering with my enemies, stealing from me, cause you want to stop me. 
Now let's turn to the Good Samaritan. Luke 10, 25 through 37. You're going to read that when you get home. But I'm just going to give you just this summary of it. Lawrence is laying on the side way. And he's hurt. And it said that first there was a church person that came by and saw him and was like, ah, I'm, I ain't got time right now. You know, I got to get to my chair. Kept going, left Lawrence there. Then a priest comes, passed by, and say, you know what, maybe one of the members will get him. I'm busy right now. I got to get there because I got to make sure that I got all the people that should be on the front row on the front row. And then the Good Samaritan comes. And when the Good Samaritan comes, the Good Samaritan says that he sees the pain of Lawrence. And it said that he took Lawrence. It's going to be so good. Hold on to your wigs. He takes Lawrence and he puts Lawrence on his horse. And he takes Lawrence to the inn. He says to the innkeeper, he says, I'm going to basically leave him here, and I need for you to care for him. Whatever the bill is, I got it. And so he goes, and then he comes back, and Lawrence turns out fine. Now watch this. Let me look at this, because the relationship between the Good Samaritan and the man happened because the man knew his position in the earth. Now watch this. I can never gain the right position with you if I'm not in a right position with myself. Y'all hear that? I can never gain the right relationship with you if I am not in right relationship with myself. When we get in relationships with people, we should get in relationship with people that do know who they are and what they do. Before I dig deep in getting to know you, I must thoroughly know myself. You must know why you are so that you will know what to do. The Samaritan man knew who he was. Now watch this. This is, this is what's good. This is what's so good, so good, so good. The Samaritan man knew, I am not a caregiver. I am a financer. And I'm not going to let any caregivers make me feel good, bad about giving care. Don't get mad at me because I don't want to sit by your bedside for three hours. But I will pay for what they text me that you need. I'm, I'm helping somebody right there. I'm helping somebody right there. Because you're trying to let people make you into something that you are not. That is not what I am. And then you're making me feel bad about having the money that I got. When you eventually are going to have to come my way. Because care don't pay the bills. If you understand where you are at, you can be a whole blessing to the people you're trying to be in relationship with. The caregiver wasn't saying, 
Oh, no, that's okay. You ain't got to pay no bill. He was saying, I'm, I'm going to need that money, but we're going to care. I'm going to care for him. When you understand that you are one that have been given a role to play a particular part in a person's life, you do that and you do that well. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad about the position of a financer. Because if I have finances as a person, I can write the check at any time. And I don't feel bad because I'm not mopping up vomit. I don't feel bad because I'm not the one doing what caregivers do. That's not who I am. So my mission, glory to God, my mission is to make the money. Where your mission is to study care. But we both are on a mission to help Lawrence. Somebody needs to hear that. Why? Because it's about the relationship that we have with Lawrence. Can y'all put your hands together for a great God that we serve?